Hello, everyone. Welcome to our broadcast today on this beautiful, rainy winter's morning on Wednesday. It's good to be here. George Watkins is on the air. Well, we used to say that on radio. Now we say we're on the Internet. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk about the progress and the process and the moving into God, all those good things which we relate to as growth, maturity, strength, and understanding the heart of God. Hallelujah. I was a kid one time, believe it or not, and I had a father that was a loving and uh, wonderful father. <laughs> Remember, I, I forget all the, all the bad times, you know how that goes when the belt came out or when he was tough on me, but that's another story. I was so amazed at my father's development in his wisdom and his, um, just his understanding of life and how smart he got from the time that I was 10 until I was 21 or two, you know, something happened to my father when I was 10 and 12 and 14, especially 14 or 15. I thought my dad was so far out of it. I mean, he was such a, a you know, such a klutz and didn't know what life was all about. And he didn't understand me and he didn't understand teenagers. When I was 21 or two or so, my dad smartened up. All of a sudden, he was a wise old guy. Now, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek, hopefully. <laughs> I hope you caught my drift there. The maturing and the changing that goes on in the development of our human life, our natural life, is akin or can be matched up in likeness, at least, comparison to our spiritual life. Now, Paul, when he taught, he taught about the comparison between the Christian walk and the life of a, the Christian and the, and the marriage life, the husband and wife and so forth. Jesus talked about the farmer when he cast the seed. That was like the kingdom of God, casting seed into the kingdom. So we look at our natural life and we can see comparisons. So today we're talking about change. The change that comes to us, even without our permission. <laughs> well, if you haven't subscribed, you're welcome to do so. I invite you to do it. It helps us. And they tell me it helps you. You'll remember when we come back on. Also on Facebook, like us and give us a thumbs up. Now. You know, <laughs> change. I told you uh, often, I'm sure, about uh, my singing career. I was a soloist. I sang with my sisters, but mostly solo when I was younger. I suppose from the time I was eight until I was 12. So that's about four years of my long career. Now, what happened to me was, without my permission, my voice changed, and I lost my high tenor voice. Well, a little later on, as I matured, it came back into balance, and I did sing. 
in, in some of my meetings uh, for the next few years as I uh, traveled as an evangelist. But the change came without my permission, and I lost my high tenor voice. There's things in our life that change without us asking for it or even wanting it. <laughs> oh, my. I could list some, and so could you. But let's talk about our spiritual life. Let's talk about the fact that there, there are stages in our development when we're coming into Christ that we're just as happy as clams. I don't know where that comes from. I didn't. I don't know if a clam is happy or not, but we are just as happy as clams. We get saved. All of our sin is wiped away. We realize we're not going to hell. We're going to heaven. All those things we learn in the first time into Christ. Well, I tell you, I could stay here forever. This is where I belong, in the saved department. I am saved. My Lord, I love you. And we come to church, and everybody's smiling, and everybody's happy. It's just a wonderful community of loving Christians for about six months. <laughs> Uh-oh. Then you begin to realize you're going to church with a pack of thieves, ex-drug addicts, and potential murderers. Wow. Now, what happened? Something took place in your life where you realize you're not in some euphoric paradise. You are in the real world where people meet together and they come from various backgrounds and they're in different stages of release, development, change, maturity, and healing. <laughs> well, suddenly you notice that. Now, what happens to you then? You have to take a hold of a different, uh, well, grip, a different grip. You were holding on and gripping and loving the Lord, and you were just the, you were just the kid, the ten-year-old playing in the park, running in the, you know, running in the um, in the cool water by the river, splashing. Suddenly, something happened to you where you have to now learn how to forgive because you see other people's, you know, <laughs> weaknesses. They come to church. They're born again just like you are, but some of them have some flaws that stick out. You didn't see it before. You were just in this world of new convert. You'd hug a post and kiss it. You know, I love everything. But a change happened. And that change caused you to have to begin to release love to someone that didn't look like they deserved it. Right in the church. Now, if that doesn't happen, if you don't do that, then criticism follows or judgment, you know, judgmental attitude follows. Well, look at that. Well, look at that. Suddenly, that euphoric new convert's feeling like, you know, there's never going to be an end to this paradise. You end up in a bondage of unforgiveness or bitterness or backing away from what you thought was Christianity. Now, it came without your permission. Why? Because God loves you enough not to leave you in the same place. And He does it without our permission. 
Now, picture this. It's summertime. We're at the public swimming pool. And little George, <laughs> younger George, decides he's going to go off the high dive. Well, all the other kids around his age or older, are uh, they've been off that high dive a hundred times. But George has never been off the high dive. He's jumped off, you know, the low dive. So he gets in line and he goes up the ladder and then he's standing at the top and the guy ahead of him goes jumping off and George freezes. What am I going to do now? And there's four or five guys below him yelling at him now. Hey, you get going. Hey, you're holding up the line. Hey, you. Well, out of the pressure of that, I inch forward. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm talking about me. I inch forward, get to the front, and then do some kind of a phony jump and get in the water just to get out of the way. Now, when I swim to the side, I realize I didn't die. And that wasn't too bad. Well, who gets in line again? There you go. The second time, it was only half the fear. Now, what happened? I was forced to move from the low dive to the high dive. <laughs> well, that's the end of that story, because I don't want to tell you any more of my little uh, ventures in the swimming pool. Now, this spiritual thing, then, this spiritual thing, you are just wonderfully saved, forgiven, and in this world, and God pushes you into some of these new areas. And then along comes someone that has a problem. They start talking to you about it. They're hurting. If you're a sister, you know, a lady Christian, a woman Christian, you probably talk to women in the church. A man, you go out, you know, motorcycle riding or fishing, and he begins to unload about his marriage or about his, his habits he can't seem to break. Now, here you go. You're not much, you're not very old in the Lord, but you're realizing that God's got something for you to do besides just, you know, suck up all the good <laughs> worship and the good feelings. Suddenly, God's pushing you into a loving relationship of giving good advice. Now, good advice is you need to cast that on the Lord. Oh, come on now. You need to forgive. Now, you can do it. Now, I'm going to pray for you right now that God will give you a, a, an answer for that problem. You see, that's that's being pushed in. All of a sudden, without our permission, God's going to push us into something that he wants us to do, and that is give the advice that the Holy Spirit gives you. You have, you didn't know you had wisdom. You didn't know you uh, you, you had a, you know, a direct contact to the spirit of wisdom. But suddenly you're saying things and you're giving advice that you didn't even know you knew. But here it comes. What, what happened? God, again, the Father, again, pushes you into situations where you will grow and you will develop. Now, if you back up and you say, oh, like, uh, now, <laughs> I just had a flash of, uh, of Moses. Moses was directed to go and speak to the people. But Moses had a stuttering problem. He couldn't talk in public. 
And he threw that back up to God. Now, God had positioned him to be healed and miraculously changed because God said, go talk to the people. Now, God's not going to embarrass you by not healing you when he got out there. If Moses had have taken that as a word from the Father and gone out there and said, hello there, folks, he would not have stuttered. But no, he said, no, no, I can't talk. Now, because of that, Aaron had to talk for him the rest of his life in public. If you back off of what God's pushing you into, you're going to miss a miracle. You're going to miss a miraculous opportunity to grow in God because changes will come without your permission. Amen. I just sense in my spirit today as I've been meditating upon this simple thought that some of you are right in the the, the throw, as they say, of the, the, the doorway of a new experience. And maybe you've been fussing about and pulling back. Could be as simple as some of you younger people being asked to, uh, you know, give a speech in school or, or, you know, do something public. And, oh, I could never do that. I'm so afraid. Come on. Don't be a Moses. God will heal your stuttering and your stammering. He'll heal your nervousness. If you will push forward and do that, which you feel or have been asked to do or pressed to do. <laughs> I was talking to Arliss just the other day. We were going over some of my history in the family of music. I was the only one in the family that never succeeded in mastering an instrument. I was too, you know, I was happy to go play baseball. I took lessons on four or five different instruments. But I was talking about my sister, Joanne. At nine years of age, dad opened up an old church building in Dryad, Washington, had been empty for years, and started a church. Well, mom and, the, and us kids came and joined him, and uh, it's time for the first service. The mother said, jo and Joanne had taken three piano lessons. <laughs> She's nine years old. And uh, mom said, you're either going to lead worship song, song service, or you're going to play the piano. She says, I, I, I can't lead worship. I'll play the piano. She started playing the piano and was pushed into it and became for a lifetime a great piano player, a worship leader. I can still see and hear her playing the piano and worshiping, leading the people into the presence of the Lord. But she started as a nine-year-old with five, three lessons. <laughs> wow. Well, Every one of you have something in you you don't know you have until God puts his foot on the backside and pushes you in. Gently, of course, and lovingly. <laughs> oh, isn't that something? This is a good day to be alive because God, our Father, will bring us to our conclusion. He didn't just give us salvation to make us miserable. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, I need another video on that statement, don't I? I'll come back to that later. He didn't just give us salvation to take us to heaven. He called us back to be sons and daughters. Sonship, as the Bible refers to it, where we become sons of God. We are sons of God, but we're, we're developing into the outcropping of what's there. Amen. Okay, well, that's a good subject for tomorrow. I'll make a note of that. Don't forget, 
we love you to share this and excited about it when you tell somebody else. Thank you for that. And if you would subscribe to the YouTube or friends, friend us, you know, on Facebook, all those things, we'll come back into your home again, again and again. <laughs> I'm like the nosy neighbor that you can't get rid of. <laughs> all right, enough of that. Father, I just released this simple word today to be a, to be a wonderful strength to someone that needs that extra push toward God's maturity in Jesus' name. Well, until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he also reward you by being faithful, by letting the door open and opening up the joy of the Lord for you. God bless.